We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome in. And what a fun weekend of football we had. I am Nick Kendall and joined by Scott Kennedy. Scott, how are you doing? Happy Monday to you. Thank you. To you as well. And yeah, it was. It was a great weekend. Um, you know, it started off that, that that Seahawks and Jaguars game. I think I turned it off in the second quarter and uh, 24 nothing. And then I got the alerts. You know, hey, like, I don't I don't normally have alerts on, but I keep them on for the NFL. And uh, they said 10 point game. I'm like, huh. Well, let's turn this on back on back on and see how it goes. We had a good time. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, let's say hello to some folks in here coming in. Um, we got Bradley Conger saying good morning. Broncos country should get interesting this week in regards to coaching hire. Hurry up and pound your coffee. <laughs> Appreciate it. Ethan coming in. Good afternoon, gents. Good to see you. We got Isra Teague saying good afternoon, all. Colin Wood coming in saying once again, the Chargers charged and the Vikings viked. Yeah, God, what a. Uh, Scott, you sent me that message too. I was thinking that uh, in the game too. Like, this is going to be the first game this year where they're going to lose a one point game. Oh, as, as soon as they showed the graphic score. that they were 11 and 0 in one score games, I'm like, they're losing this one. Uh, you know, so I, I, I put that out in the second quarter. I'm like, Vikings are going to lose this by one score, aren't they? Uh, yeah. I mean, it was, I don't, I'm not going to call it scripted, but I do believe in a higher, in, in the football gods, and uh, they, they have a sense of humor. And some teams are more blessed than others. And we can talk a little. We'll talk about that a little bit when we start talking uh, Sean Payton and, and, and the New Orleans Saints as well. Yeah, 100%. But enjoyable week of football. Uh, Malcolm Brown, hello from Homer, Alaska. Hope you're doing well, Malcolm. Appreciate you coming in on both shows this morning. Got our guy Philip Hagenson coming in here. Do you think that's a Danish name? Hagenson? The double A's? Is that where it is? I know. I would go Hagenson on that one. Hagenson. Um, but uh, Philip. We love you either way. Apologies. We keep names like Scott and Nick and we, we don't do the names so well. So appreciate you, Philip, coming in and saying good morning. I hope you're doing well. We got our guy Darius Simmons coming in saying good morning, guys. Every wild card game was great. I feel like the Broncos couldn't compete with any of these teams. Well, the Broncos did compete with almost all of these teams. I mean, all well, the Falcons beat both the 49ers and the, uh, and the Seahawks. So it's not, sorry, Nick, but that's what the NFL wants. The NFL wants the parity. It's very small margins. They want you to believe and they want you to be in the playoff race until week 16. So everybody's still in it. Everybody feels like they have a chance. The small margins that we say that the standings don't lie. 
you know, the, the, the small margins add up over the course of a year and the better teams win, but yeah, you're not that far off from those, from those teams. You're not. Yeah. I mean, Broncos went in and lost last second to the Ravens. They competed to the bitter end with the, the chargers. They beat the chargers. They beat the Jags, beat the 49ers. Not granted. It's a totally different 49ers team in that pre and post uh, Christian McCaffrey uh, era. But uh, yeah, Broncos are, there's, I think, the select few elite teams, and even them, they played pretty darn close football this week. So, um, like the Bills, I mean, gosh, the Skyler Thompson barely, barely <laughs> losing to the Bills in Buffalo. I mean, shocking games this week, but a lot of fun. Michael Ronquillo coming in here saying good morning, Nick and Scott on Broncos for breakfast. Go Broncos. Thank you so much, Michael. We appreciate you coming in, kicking us off here this morning. Our guy Kevin Gray is also in the house. Morning, Broncos country. Nick and Scott can't wait for to see who the new head coach is going to be. Tyler Smith. Tyler, you got a game tonight. Uh, Tyler Smith, the first round pick of the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> last year. Obviously not this Tyler, I would assume. Uh, but good morning to you, Tyler. We appreciate you coming in. Um, happy MLK Day, everybody. Happy uh, to see Jeremy in here. Say morning, boys. I personally want Harbaugh, but I definitely don't want to face Sean Payton in Los Angeles twice a year in the division. And getting us kicked off here with the conversation. So obviously some news around the NFL in terms of the head coaching cycle and vacancies that could impact the Broncos one positive and one negative. I wrote an article on Friday in regards to one of them and big news, Sean McVay is going to be back in the Los Angeles area coaching the Rams. Once again, there's a lot of rumors that he was going to step away uh, to do a TV gig, spend more time with his, I believe now wife uh, who is Ukrainian and has family in Ukraine. And I think this has been a tough uh, time from her is my understanding. So uh, a lot of talk that he was going to walk away from fo coaching football for a little bit creating a head coaching vacancy in Los Angeles. And we've heard time and time again that Sean Payton would love to stay in Los Angeles. He's really loved that area. He lives there now working for Fox. Um, so if the Rams opened up, I think there's a good chance that uh, Sean Payton was going to be coaching the Rams. So that one's back. Take that one off the list. However, the other one that's concerning here now, after the Mike Williams injury playing the starters debacle and a losing game and a meaningless game, and now the 27-point choke job uh, that was the Chargers versus the Jaguars. Uh, you could have the Brandon Staley and the Chargers position come open. So another Los Angeles position opening and potentially the more roster, the one that's more favorable roster-wise because you have a Justin Herbert, some good defensive pieces, uh, some good young offensive pieces as well. I mean, that's a good Chargers roster on paper. I mean, we talked about it this season, probably one of the top six most talented rosters entering this year they underachieved uh for all things considered and then going out like they did maybe they'll look to go elsewhere yeah it took them a while you know to get going and then once they started playing well they really started playing well um mm -hmm. then losing to the broncos and losing mike williams was pretty inexcusable and then to, to blow that lead again is that spot going to be open now they've got the vote of confidence article you know making the rounds today as justin herbert says you know we we we're all behind staley blah 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 that doesn't matter um, what's going to happen there? Could it be open? If he gets through today, I think he'll get through, you know, or do you kick the tires on someone else? You know, you, you need to have a replacement in mind, you know, and, and I guarantee they're making phone calls and Sean Payton's agent's phone is probably ringing from the chargers. What would it take? Um, but I, I think they would want to know that they've got him before they would pull the trigger on firing Staley. Mm-hmm. will be really interesting to see how that plays out, but, um, definitely he deserves a lot of, Blame for that. If anything, the Chargers need to fire their offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, and add some pass-catching explosiveness to that offense. But uh, that's a 
And still get your, you know, number one wide receiver hurt in a meaningless game in week 18. That would help a lot. Um, They also (laughs) lost their left tackle um, before the season even started, uh, who was incredible last year. One of the names that was really connected to the Broncos in that draft class. Clayton. uh, Rashawn Slater. Slater. So um, he'll be back next year. It's going to be interesting. Um, we got BK saying good morning, everyone from C- uh, from Seattle, everyone. Well, good morning. I'm going to high five you from the uh, university area over here in Seattle myself. Good to see you, BK. Looks like we're not going to get rain today. So uh, hopefully you have today off and can get outside. It's still wet, but uh, when it's not raining, it's still a reason to get outside and celebrate. Uh, Ryan Slavic, and thank you so much for the $2 super, um, BK. Ryan Slavic, good morning, everyone. I think it's going to be Sean Payton. IDK, I just have a gut feeling. So it seems like we've been being yo-yoed here, and that's just kind of the 24 hours news cycle. But, you know, Jim Harbaugh's going back. Oh, he's not going back. Sean Payton doesn't want to come to Denver. Oh, he maybe does want to come to Denver. Oh, Los Angeles is open. The Cardinals are interested. Blah, 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 blah. Scott, right now, it's uh, 648 where I'm at, 116, 2023. What does your gut say? Uh, We have Ryan saying it's Sean Payton. Do you have any gut uh, inkling right now? I've, I've told y'all before when I'm pretty good at this stuff until I become emotionally involved, and then emotions throw out logic. And it, they, they don't mix. Mm-hmm. And my emotional attachment is to this community and Broncos country, not necessarily to the Denver Broncos. So what I want to have happen for this team is for, I, I've said Sean Payton would be my number one candidate, assuming it didn't cripple you with uh, what you would have to give up to get him. Uh, if, if, if all things being equal, he would be number one, but it's not equal. So what would it take to get him? You've seen the difference coaching can make. If I'm getting an elite coach for a first-round draft pick, that is nothing. It's pennies on the dollar for what you can get if you get the right coach. A first-round pick, especially one in the late 30s, it could be the 32nd, 31st pick, for goodness sakes, this year. Yes, please. Now, Nick has said all over and over again, you're not touching my 2024 first-round pick, and I agree with him on that one. But, you know, can I send you a pick and a boatload of cash and get Sean Payton? That to me, that would be number one. I am a cynic at heart, and I would say Harbaugh stays at Michigan. I don't know what Peyton's going to do. Um, the Denver Broncos would be a great opportunity. You know, you've got the ownership, you've got the money, you've got the franchise. It is a top job in the NFL. You know, people, why would they go to the dumpster fire? Because it's a it's a ten year job. It's not next year. He'd be coming in with low expectations. To answer your question. I would love to see Peyton in in the Denver Broncos, assuming it doesn't cost you too much. But again, if it costs you too much, if you're mortgaging your future to get the coach, the coach doesn't want to go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, wait a minute, I, I I'm I got I'm going to this team to try and help them rebound, and I'm not going to have first round picks and, and a second round pick for the next two years. Well, that that doesn't work for me. How am I supposed to get this team back on track? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't know, Nick. How's that? How's that? My gut doesn't. My gut tells me Dan Quinn because I'm a cynic. I don't want Dan Quinn for y'all. I want I want Peyton or Harbaugh. Yeah, it's my gut right now says Sean Payton. Uh, but there's a number of guys. I think a lot of these ones would be really good candidates. I know that Broncos country has been talked down of having first time head coaches, but I don't know how you can watch the 49ers and not be interested in D'Amico Ryan's. Uh, there's a the former high level NFL player. Their defense plays as smart, as fast, as connected as any defense in football right now. You know, this isn't the no-fly zone back there. Their best number one de- defensive back is Jadarius Ward or a, I think, a fifth-round draft pick in uh, first-team All-Pro. But that I think that's because of coaching and uh, getting guys in the right spot. And uh, Malafanga, I think is the name, the, the safety for the uh, – I could be incorrect. I remember him at USC, fun player. Uh, but pass rush cures a lot of ills on defense, man. We've said that yes, a million times. What's the yes, best pass does. defense in the world? A quarterback under duress. I usually say on his ass, but yeah. uh, you know, under Nick, duress. And Nick Jeremy, Bosa. to put a bow on the Staley talk, said if the Chargers rested and did the exact same thing and choke a big lead, we'd all be saying they're dumb to rest their starters. Not this guy. I don't. I don't change in hindsight what I thought, and I wouldn't have let those guys see the th- the second half uh, in the Broncos game. No way. No how. End of story. Now, whether I end up being right or wrong, based on what I think at the time, I remember what I would think and who I would take and how I rated this guy. It was, I thought it was a mistake to have those guys play in the second half. Whether that was a difference or not, it wouldn't have changed uh, how I would say or uh, my reaction would have been the same. Yeah. Thanks for everybody coming in and contributing to the chat. Happy Martin Luther King Day to everybody. Got Andrew Lampy coming in saying good morning. Appreciate you, Andrew, over on Facebook and coming in with the support. If you guys cannot or not willing to come in with the financial support, which is totally understandable, but one thing you can do, which would be really helpful to us, click the thumbs up on the way in. We got way more eyeballs than thumbs up, and that helps us a heck of a lot. It takes one second, and if obviously we want to earn that for you, so get some questions in here. Uh, But if you would, drop the thumbs up. We'd appreciate the heck out of that. Good morning to you, Andrew. Dave Glassman appreciate in the house. The stars, Andrew. And real Thank quick so on much. Jeremy, real quick, he says, you know, Peyton wouldn't be coming here with low expectations. Have you met this fan base? Yes, I have. And there's a lot of them saying Jerry Rossberg should get a chance to head coach after almost beating Kansas City and going one and one. And maybe Justin Outen should stay and all this type of stuff. I, I, I have seen it. And the expectations are in the tank right now. Uh, how long that would last? If you start playing competent football and you win six games next year, you're okay. You're yeah. you're okay. You know, instead of what was it four this year or five? What was the final record? Five and twelve. Five and twelve. Mm-hmm. You win seven games. You go seven and ten and start showing you're on the ascendancy. He'd be just fine. 
he'd be just fine next year. So, yes, I have met this fan base. I've met most of the fan bases <laughs> around the country, and fans are fans, man. They don't change a lot. Yeah, 100%. Thanks, everybody, hitting the thumbs up there uh, as I call for a little action there. Dave Glassman at the Hearts, good to see you, Dave. Sunny Days at the Hearts and the Coffee and the Thumbs Up. Good to see you. Our guy Dom Harmillo coming in out there in Albuquerque saying good morning, Broncos country. Good to see you. We got our curly hair gang, Jay Roper, coming in saying, do the rumors of Jim Harbaugh staying at Michigan if they make him a top paid coach? And if not, he could turn to Denver scary. Do those rumors concern me? Yes, I do, uh, because it's one less option there for the Broncos. Jim Harbaugh is still my number one because of the draft pick compensation that you'd have to give up. I also think his style of play uh, and he's built that style of play everywhere he's gone would translate well to where the NFL is at right now. And I think it also maximizes what you have in Russell Wilson. So Jim Harbaugh is my number one still. Definitely be concerned because Michigan, especially with their president, uh, Santa Ono, I believe is the name, uh, getting involved makes me think that this could be tougher for Denver uh, to bring him in here. But uh, we'll see. I mean, you think that there, so after, was it Thursday? He had all those information about Harbaugh and the president getting involved and whatnot. And then nothing happened. Uh, crickets. It's a long weekend. It's a long weekend. Yeah. The crickets, though, after that. And then Sunday, yesterday, you have Broncos very much still in the Harbaugh conversation. If we get to the 17th and he comes in for that personal interview, I think it's very possible to happen. But uh, we'll see how these next 48 hours. Those uh, are some of, my, some of my favorite responses in chats. Harbaugh's going to Michigan. It's, it's a done deal, really. Then how come he's still interviewing? While he's still out there, you still have a chance. Yeah. Um, but I, I've said all along, Jay, 50-50 at best that he even leaves Michigan. Um, you know, can Michigan compete financially with the Denver Broncos? Yeah, they can. They could pay him $50 million. They won't, though. No. That's the thing. The backlash from taking him over 15 from the Michigan fans, alum, college football in general, and the media, if they took him over 15, it would be – the, the backlash – would be high if he hits 15, but understandable. You live with that. You go above 15 million for Jim Harbaugh at Michigan, and you're going to have a PR problem. It's not that they can't afford it. These universities' football programs are worth billions too. They could pay him 50 million dollars and not blink an eye. They won't. They won't do that. They won't get into a bidding contest with the Broncos. And not to get political on this or anything like that. I'm not sure how this could impact it, but if you're paying that much money for your head coach and how these athletic departments are for a football coach. I wonder if that has any correlation or there's anything you have to consider with title nine uh, for these universities. It's one of the big reasons that there's some concerns about these collectives and these universities, because the collectives are funneling money to football. And then the money isn't being evenly dis uh, distributed between all the athletic uh, programs. Right now so it's scholarships with title it's just nine. scholarships for the title it's nine scholarships. And, and it's, it's a little okay. unfair for the non-revenue sports for the boys, because there is no, there is no football that, you know, it, it's, it's 85. I got to find 85 scholarships for women before I can do anything else on the, on the football, on the, the men's side of things. So, you know, it's, it was when I first started doing it was 15 years ago, it was one in every 100 male athletes, high school athletes gets a scholarship, but on for women, it was one in 10. So yeah, mm -hmm. I got a boy and a girl. You bet your ass I'm taking advantage of that. Do I necessarily call that equality? No, I don't. It really put a crimp in wrestling, soccer, baseball, the you know all the non-revenue sports for men because there is no football eighty-five scholarships equivalent on the women's side of things. Mm -hmm. So you know, football to me is its own beast. It should be like yeah. cut off. It's funding everybody else. 
that I think then you're talking equality. But hey, what do I know? It's interesting stuff. A lot of uh, different aspects to that. Uh, Kevin G coming in saying, morning, fellas, from Cincinnati. Fun game last night, man. Sam Hubbard returning that one back. That was a <laughs> what a momentum swing. Uh, with Judy being the clear-cut number one, should we think about trading Sutton for picks for DeAndre Hopkins? The money-wise, with the dead cap you're bringing in, and then bringing DeAndre Hopkins, who's going to want a new contract, I don't see that making much sense for the Broncos with where they're at. Sutton's going to be here next year. Uh, I think the way his contract is set up to, it's easy to move on after next season. But right now, the amount of dead cap hit, probably not worth uh, creating the open spot on the roster. So I like where your head's at, Kevin. I think just from the financial side of things, probably a year off uh, on the targeting of moving Cortland Sutton. I think you're probably going to see the Broncos might bring in a wide receiver this offseason. Maybe KJ Hamler gets moved, but I'm not thinking. I think you can pretty much bank that your top three will be barring injury uh, issues here crimping up, but Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, and Jerry Judy. Yeah, I, Kevin, I, I would like to see again wouldn't we all a healthy group of receivers, a healthy group of weapons, you know, what did injuries do to this team losing Patrick before we even got started losing Javante Williams pretty early. You know, this, I, I want to see what this team can do with a healthy set before I start moving pieces like that um, with, uh, with Sutton and, and, but I want to see them all. Uh, I was reading this one real quick. Cause Kenny came in and we'll say it to Amy real quick. She, Amy says, good morning, Broncos country on Facebook. So good morning, Amy. Uh, but KB82, Kenny Booker comes in and asks a question for me that I have no answer for. I've been out of the recruiting business for so long. I don't know the players at all anymore. Uh, I think the last class I really was invested in was probably 2015 um, before I got really fully into the admin side of things. But he says, good morning, Nick and Scott. Question for Scott. What's the chance Cormani McLean goes to Colorado to give CU the best pair of cornerbacks in the country? I don't know who Cormani McLean is. No, no idea. Um, see a high school kid, <laughs> um, no, no clue. I don't know where he's from or, or anything along those lines anymore, dude. I apologize. I have no idea. Um, probably a recruit right now. I don't really follow the recruiting. Hit up Brandon Huffman on Twitter and tell him scout Kennedy. Um, what was that? I said, hit up Brandon Huffman on Twitter and tell him scout, uh, scout Kennedy sent you. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Um, I, from typically, unless they're going to directly tied to Iowa, I'm not really into the recruiting stuff. Uh, I will follow the NIL and like the top quarterback stuff, uh, like the top 10 level guys. And that hasn't been uh, Colorado, but things are changing. So we'll see. Patrick Goltzy coming in here out there in Oahu saying good morning, gents. Good to see you, Patrick. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a good weekend. Hope you enjoyed all the good football out there. We got our guy, Joey Grubbs coming in saying good morning. Any timeline on when we might have a head coach? Broncos can start interviewing people live uh, in person, <laughs> always live, but in person on the 17th. So things will start opening up then. I'm not sure what the 49ers winning uh, this week has to do with uh, or what it impacts D'Amico Ryan's candidacy and also with the Cowboys playing tonight. If they uh, win, what does that mean for Dan Quinn? Uh, but they're going to start bringing people in and interviewing them. So we'll be interesting to see. We've had three live interviews so far for the Broncos, three in-person interviews with uh, obviously Jiro Evero. We've also had Jim Caldwell and David Shaw. So we'll have some more coming up here uh, for the Broncos in, in due time. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Miguel Santi Stevan is a, uh, Stevan is a, another cynic here. Uh, one after my own heart. He says, good morning, fellas. I hope the Broncos get in the same situation like when they thought they were going to get Cousins and end up with Keenum. I felt, feel like it's going to happen again. Um, I think you're going after two more proven commodities. Um, to me, Cousins would end up, would still feel like a door prize. I The money that he got to me was insane. Um, it didn't match the quarterback for me. Um, no offense, Kirk Cousins, he's been really good. I think he's probably... From a media perception or from a Q rating perspective, he might be a little underrated, but from a payments standpoint, he's, he's overrated. I mean, I think he had the highest cap hit in the NFL last year. Um, so I, I think you were probably okay dodging that bullet, maybe. Cousins is a good quarterback, and you would have had competency at the position for this whole time. Um, but still, appreciate you coming in with the stars, Miguel. And uh, Clinton Watson coming in with a super sticker. Thank you, Clinton. Appreciate you thinking of this this, this morning. And being part of uh, being part of the show, Lord of Liberty. Speaking of a cynic, Lord I, Lord was mad yesterday, super angry about everything. So hope you're feeling better this morning. But he says the final four QBs in the AFC are Patrick Mahomes, Joe Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence. How do we honestly stack up against that? And Nick, I want to go over to the NFC side of things because we talk about you know the exceptions to the rule. So if I read Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Lawrence, I look at Draft picks, top 10, one, top 10, one. Okay. And then I go over to the NFC side of things and I've got the, the 49ers versus whoever they play Cowboys or uh, Buccaneers is kind of the exception to the rule game. Cause you're mm-hmm. going to have a non first round quarterback, but everybody else in the playoffs has a top 10 pick at quarterback for the most part, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 49ers invested a top 10 pick in Trey Lance. He's not playing, obviously, but they did make the investment, so that's a weird little asterisk uh, to add to that one. Tampa Bay, (laughs) weird one also because six-round pick. Oh, We all know Tom Brady was a six-round pick, but he's the GOAT. You have Jalen Hurts, second-round pick, and then Daniel Jones, I think, sixth overall. Yeah, uh, he was a top 10. So Hurts is is in there, too. So what do we have, eight or nine teams left, and we're talking about, you know, seven of them are investing top 10 picks. Um. But you you do have one of those exceptions on the roster. You do have a, a Dak Prescott, not quite Tom Brady, but you do have one of those exceptions, a guy who didn't go in the first round, but has nine Pro Bowls next to his name. Mm-hmm. So you need him to start playing like a nine-time Pro Bowler. Can he do it again? We've, we've seen that he's not done. Will he be the best that he has ever been? Maybe, maybe not. But uh, I don't think he's done. How do you compete against that? You also build up around him. You know, first off, starting the offensive line. Start, start beefing up the trenches and building a system that can be quarterback independent a little bit more than what we saw to, to start the season. Defense in a running game wins a lot of games. 
And as far as, I mean, Lord of Liberty, I don't think he's incorrect with his uh, little bit of doomsday here. Uh, the AFC is going to be freaking hard um, for the next five, ten years. I mean, didn't even list Justin Herbert in there because they cannibalized themselves. You know, Lawrence versus Herbert. That's five quarterbacks. I mean, if there was a redraft of the entire league right now, the first five players would be five quarterbacks in the AFC. I'm very confident in saying that. It would be Mahomes number one. Then you'd have an assortment of different opinions on Burrow, Allen, Herbert, Lawrence. I I believe that. Uh, so it's going to be tough in the AFC for a little bit. Uh, we'll see what happens here. There's a much better young up-and-coming talent at quarterback in the AFC than in comparison to the NFC. It's going to be tough. Uh, no other way around it. You're just going to have to be able to win in the margins, hopefully get a good quarterback, and get some health, uh, better coaching. I mean, there's there multiple ways to win. I mean, you we're talking about how good the AFC what AFC is at quarterback, but you look – Across the way at San Francisco, they have Brock Purdy out there, and he has it, you know, easy street. Only two tight window throws in that entire game. The 49ers defense throttling down on the Seahawks in the second half. Uh, so it's still a team game. Um, if you have a quarterback, that's the ultimate cheat piece. The other thing here about those quarterbacks that you mentioned there is four of those top five that I was talking about there are still on the rookie contracts. That, those teams are going to change dramatically after those guys are getting paid $50 million a year, $60 million a year. Still a little bit further off there from uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence, but I mean, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, and I guess Josh Allen are going to pay, but those two guys are going to get paid massive contracts coming up, and that's going to totally change uh, how those teams are built. So don't worry. There's going to be a little bit of a, a bounce back uh, against those teams because you cannot live forever on that crazy cheap rookie contract. A cheat code, as you like to say. Um it really is. Colin Wood comes in and says, why are my posts being rejected? I just looked at the chat on YouTube. I don't see anything being held for review, Colin. And this one came through. So um, don't know what to tell you, brother. Be better. That's what I got to say. No, thank you, <laughs> Colin. We're just teasing. Uh, Mandango Dan, hello from Ecuador. Good to see you, Mandango. We appreciate you. Our, our, our lady out here, uh, Kathy Lund, saying good morning, fam. Good to see you, Kathy. We appreciate you coming in and saying hello. Adam. I'm Bumgarner with a new quick, picture Kathy here. was also talking about the the quarterbacks that might be in there. A healthy Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. Does he go in that top five? Maybe. A healthy Deshaun Watson might. You know, More AFC a, guys. A, a, full, a full steam Deshaun Watson. you got the richest co contract in history. Might. Uh, again, I don't think he'd be in the top five just because of other things. But you see what a quarterback was worth. What was that? Five picks, including three number ones mm -hmm. for a guy who, was gonna ha who had set out a year and was going to miss the majority of another one. Yeah. People are willing, and we're not willing to send a first round to for a coach. Come on, guys. I'm okay with the one first rounder. I'm okay with a one and a three. The 2024 mm -hmm. one is off the table in my books because yeah, if you I bottom agree. out next year, you are going to be in the quarterback hunt. And God, I would. <laughs> I don't for y'all for y'all's mental health. I don't want to see another team picking in the top five with your pick, especially with the quarterbacks at the top of next year's draft. I think there's three. Not right now, it's early, not to get too far drafted. And we're going to start making that move anyway at some point coming up here. But right now, if you're asking me, I think there are three blue chip talents in this upcoming class. And I would not consider Bryce Young a blue chip talent. It's just too much of an outlier as far as his size. And I don't think CJ Stroud is a blue chip talent. But next year, there could be three as well. And they're wide receiver and two quarterbacks. So it'll be interesting. But the blue chips this year, everybody knows Will Anderson, Jalen Carter. I also think Bijan Robinson is a blue chip talent because I'm comparing them against their positions uh and i think he's a blue chip caliber running back but beside the point uh good morning from adam Bumgarner said we should hire jeff saturday adam no uh hopefully the colts hire him just for the the lols but uh no 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 yeah i, I got a, i got a pretty good feeling adam was 
tongue in cheek on that one. Yeah, I agree. Miguel, good morning, fellas. Hope the Broncos get the same situation. Oh, we already got this one from Miguel. Good to see you, Miguel. We appreciate you getting double dipping here. Desert Creature saying Trevor Lawrence, $70 million a year. We're a ways off from that. I think, if anything, hopefully we'll circle back around and Mahomes will get another contract even before that to bump everything up. But, yeah, Trevor Lawrence is going to get a lot. And these elite quarterbacks, it's kind of crazy. We see these massive contracts that they're getting. But there's been studies done that the ones who are actually, like, truly elite difference makers are underpaid in comparison to <laughs> what their impact is on the roster. So pretty. And then that's why those teams continuously win, even though they're paying big money for a lot of those quarterbacks, hard to win a super bowl just because of the depth issues. Um, when you have paying a quarterback that much money, but, uh, they are certainly <laughs> valuable. So what do we say? The, um, quarterbacks worth, you know, you see the highest ones getting about 25% of the, the overall salary cap. Trevor Lawrence is 23 years old, 23. In 10 years, if he's 33 and still has another six, seven, eight years before him, eight years, and that salary cap sitting at 400, 400 million dollars, mm-hmm. it's possible. You know, eventually you think that there's going to be a, a market correct, correction of sorts. But shoot, I said the NFL hit critical mass five, six years ago, and it, it's not slowing down anymore. Um, so would it surprise me to see Trevor Lawrence make $70 million a year in one of his contracts before he's done? Not a bit. We're at 50 now. Yeah. 70 for a 23 year old kid. If he keeps his trajectory, he'll get it. He'll get it. Not to go too far down the rabbit hole on this conversation, but I'm going to see quarterbacks paid big money. I would be more skeptical slash trepidatious, trepidatious paying them big third contracts. We're talking about it right now. Look at how it's a young man, uh, league right now with the guys in the AFC killing it. And the, even the NFC, a lot of guys, first, second contract, not, I don't know if besides Brady third contract guys are not doing anything. You saw the Broncos pay Russell Wilson, a massive third contract. And with how they're running these guys now, more than we had, you know, back in the two thousands, uh, that's, I mean, we saw, I mean, another one here that kind of concerns me is like Cam Newton, you know, run around there's those hits do add up. So I'm curious if we're going to have talk about the market correction, you pay them big for that second contract, but that third one, maybe we're already looking to move elsewhere. Cause once they hit like 34 or 35, that the game has changed unless you are an absolute savant uh, pocket passer. A, a better comp for Trevor Lawrence, I think, would be Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, you could put in a, you know, it, it is best with all the weapons and stuff around him. You could put a center block around his right foot and he could still beat you. Trevor Lawrence has that type of arm. He's got, and, and he's just a hell of an athlete too. So he's 23 years old, uh, five years, you know, at, at 28, if we're talking what almost 2028 20, his second contract could he yeah. see 70 million dollars a year it's possible especially it's possible. with the amazon money coming in here soon so caps are going to explode i mean it's still going to be a percentage of whatever the cap was um, even if, in my it's, it's 240 right now even if yeah. it moves to 300 and you get a third of it that's 90 million dollars it's coming it's coming Greg Smith, top of the morning, Broncos country, Denver Broncos for life. Good to see you. Ryan Thompson, good morning, fellas in Broncos country. We appreciate the heck out of you. Coming in, our guy Jamal, Jamal Killens, rocking the new profile picture, I think. I don't remember the uh, the red hoodie there. Uh, so good to see you, Jamal. We appreciate you coming in. I hope you're doing well. Our guy Eclipse Stormborn saying happy Monday, Broncos country. Uh, it's been a while. Welcome yeah, back. Yeah, peace and love from Philly. Good to see you. And uh, we got to Ryan Thompson saying, do you guys think the team brings back Alex Singleton? Scott, did you see that Alex Singleton got all pro votes um, from the... Did you see that Alex Singleton was a top five linebacker in the NFL by, or at least top 10. I'd have to look it back up, but it was no lower than six or seven by PFF. Yes, 
I bring him back. Again, he's an unrestricted free agent. So if the Jacksonville Jaguars want to come and give him Foye Aluakon money at $15 million a year, bye. Thank you. You were awesome. But what was he on? One, two, one, five, maybe? You know, a vet minimum type? Yeah. Double his money. I'd send him a $3 million contract in a freaking heartbeat. He's a beast on special teams, too. $3 million? I, can we double your money, Alex? What do you think? Two-year deal, $6 million, three guaranteed? That's basically a one-year $3 million contract. Okay. You know, seven, here's here's two years at seven with three and a half guaranteed. Yep. Yes. I would absolutely bring him back on a, a deal like that where I'm doubling his money, again, which still isn't much. But again, see what somebody else does. You don't, you, you can never, you never know what somebody else is going to do. Again, Boya Lucan, he was great. Yeah, he got a $15 million a year deal from the Jags. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, you're not matching that. Anything under five, I'm signing the dude. Yeah, I think he's going to get about a three year, $15 million contract, uh, personally, with what he paid this get year. Get him with 10 guaranteed. You know, it's basically yep. a two year, $10 million deal. I, I'd, I'd be okay with that. I think that's what his market will uh, stack up Drop as. in the bucket against your salary cap. Yeah, and just talking here, Miguel coming in here. I know he's been a big fan of uh, coverage linebackers wanting that there. What a terrible weekend for people who uh, think the Broncos linebacker position is horrible in coverage because, my God, I haven't seen as many linebackers get abused in space ever. Um, the mesh concepts, the drag routes, crossing routes. You had Chan Buma being absolutely just destroyed in coverage. You had uh, Eric Kendricks, who's been a really good coverage linebacker for the Vikings, getting obliterated. You had... Uh, God, there's even more more teams here with terrible linebacker play. Just the linebacking uh, in coverage in this one was systematically targeted and exposed this week. Besides one team, there's only one team that I thought the linebackers played excellent in coverage, and it's a team that's been that way for years now. Is it because of the coaching? Is it because of the players? Probably more of the players than the coaching, but still. 49ers are about the – oh, yeah, the other team that sucked with that. Poor Cody Barton. God, he was absolutely abused by Kyle Shanahan in that Seattle game. Uh, but – the one team I thought the linebackers played pretty well was the uh, the 49ers. Um, Dre Greenlaw and uh, the Fred Warner, probably the best coverage linebacker doing football. It's not because they're the best athletes in the world. The way they see the game, the way they process, and the way they communicate, chef kiss now. They have incredible investments on that defensive front. Makes everybody a little bit easier, but uh, that's just how the NFL is right now. Um, not a lot of teams are very good with a coverage in space, and I can. there is probably – six or seven linebackers in this week, they're going to have to see therapy uh, after this week of play because they were just that that outright abused. It was it was ugly. Please run the ball. I want to hit somebody. Yeah. You know, and I don't, again, you get a, you want to get linebackers in coverage if if you're an offensive coordinator. That's your job. How do I, how do I single these guys out? The one that concerns me more is when they're missing tackles. Yeah. You know, there was a, there was a key, we're talking about, you know, Muma was on there. Uh, one of our guys, he, because of this show, we, we uh, you know, when I hear him, it's like a dog whistle. I hear, I perk up, you know, he missed a key tackle, um, got dragged for a first down. You know, those are, those are the big ones there. Um, and again, there's, there's, it was hard to play defense this weekend, period. You know, mm-hmm. unless you're the Raven, unless you're AFC North, who still knows how to play defense. Uh, it was tough to play. So it was tough to play defense. I mean, we were 60 points a game, almost every game. Mm-hmm. And the other one here, just for my anti-linebacker rhetoric, how about those Giants playing zero linebacker defense for all those plays on the defensive side? They're putting more defensive backs out there and more pass rushers and saying, you know what? We're not going to play a single bleep in linebacker. And uh, they end up winning the game. Not an amazing defense out there, but 
pretty darn wild uh, to see a team go that far. I have a question for you. Do you yeah. think there should be division protection in the playoffs? Meaning you can't play a divisional opponent in the first round. No. I don't think so. I think you, it's just you play where it's slotted. I think there's already a little too many rules in there. Anyway, I think adding the seventh team was a mistake also. So I I just I'd, I'd rather have swapped, you know, I mean, <clears throat> unless it's if it's close, you know, maybe one spot here, one spot there. I, I, I don't I'd rather see interdivision matchups than rematch, you know, than the third time somebody's playing each other. You know, I would have rather seen Bills, Ravens, Bengals, Dolphins than the the rematches again. You know, they ended up being pretty good games, but I don't know. I don't, you know, I'm kind of an anti-playoff person anyway, but it's like these guys have already played twice. I want to see some new matchups. That's what the playoffs are for. Anyway, just a thought. If it would be anything, I'd be asking the team with the best seed if they would prefer that or not. Um, because I think that if you were in the better seed, you should earn the right to play the worse team. Um, so if that ends up being a divisional matchup, then it is what it is. Carson Hanner saying, do you think we hire a coach by this weekend? God. <laughs> I'm going to go with yes. I think I the Broncos. Think it's a possibility. Yeah. I think it's a possibility. Yep. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the week. They've already had some of their Zoom interviews. Now they can do their in-person interviews. Greg Penner says he's an in-person, impatient man. And the Denver Broncos, through the cycle that I've been through with this with y'all, don't have to wait on anybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Jaguars had to wait and see who they were getting turned down before before people were even interviewing. The Broncos seem to be at the front of the queue because it is a premier job in the NFL. You know, I mean, NFL head coach is a premier job, period. And then there's different tiers of franchises. The Denver Broncos are a premier job. Will they get their pick of a guy? Maybe. Maybe. And if they do, can they get that done this week? I think it's a possibility. I do. I I think it's a possibility. The money the Broncos have is a big uh, bonus. We didn't even talk about this when we talked about the Chargers earlier. I guess circling back to this, but the Broncos, with their ownership group, are the richest ownership group in football. The Chargers are probably the poorest um, in the Spanos family out there. So that's one that you want to watch out for. There's been a lot of Chargers insiders, you know, talking about like, oh, would the would the Chargers even be close to paying Sean Payton what he's wanting to pay and then also pay to fire Brandon Staley? Probably not. Uh, so that's again, that's what some Chargers insiders have been hinting at. So we'll see there. But that money matters and why it matters also for the Broncos. It's obviously there's no cap on what you can pay the coaching staff, but it's the uh, the facilities, it's the nutritionist, it's the training, it's paying the coaching staff around that coach. I mean, if I was a big shot head coach and I was getting paid a lot, I'd also want to have enough money from my team to be like, we can hire anybody we want. Um, the only reason people aren't coming here is because they're under contract with other teams or they don't want to come here. And uh, being able to pay, it's one of the big reasons that you Colorado fans probably remember this, but uh, Mel Tucker left Colorado for Michigan State because he could pay, I think it was like an extra four or five million dollars to his coaching staff with the big 10 money versus what the pac 12 had allotted for the uh, coaching staffs out there so what, what you can pay the coaching staff it definitely has a, a trickle down for how rich the ownership group is and that can make the broncos also intriguing for a coach like peyton who has an idea of who he wants to bring in so i mean paying your coordinators head coaches money and paying your head coach you know quarterback money it's i mean we're we're entering that realm with the broncos uh with how much money they have so we'll be interesting uh, i want to circle back on this again um just with the playoff talk you know adam's saying but that's not fair we're talking about you know would you like to see some divisional protection in there i I said i would think about it for sure so but that's not fair if you get a higher seed and still have to play someone with a better record 
Um, you know, the one I just threw off the top of my head on this one was a th- three versus six with Cincinnati, Baltimore versus two versus seven, Buffalo, Miami. You, you switch those and you get Buffalo, Baltimore and Cincinnati, Miami, you go three, seven versus six, two, you know, that's not a huge difference. And maybe that better record is because we're in a tougher conference. I mean, tougher division, you know, we, we have to play Cincinnati and Den- the, uh, the Bengals and Ravens have to beat up on each other. We talk about how tough the AFC West is. Like, oh, you got to serve where it was supposed to be. You got to fight, get out of this. We lose these games, we beat up each other, and now we just got to play each other again. Well, maybe our record would have been better if we didn't have to play in this division. Now we got to play a divisional opponent just to advance again. So, again, I think it's worth exploring. I'm not saying do it this way. Just, just an idea. Just an idea. Yeah, hundred percent. And as we start to wrap things up here, we got Alessandro coming in saying center should be a top priority. We can put Cam Fleming at right tackle. Also need a left guard. It sounds like the Broncos might also be on the left tackle market if they don't. Uh, if Garrett Bowles doesn't agree to a restructure, it sounds like they're going to be pretty pretty aggressive with pushing that. Right now, I'm just curious what scheme we're going to run. Um, if it's going to be outside zone, it's going to be a lot of different body types and skill sets than the power scheme of a Jim Harbaugh kind of guy. So we'll be curious to see that and then what free agency looks like. Guys are going to be cut. Guys are going to be signed before uh, they even hit free agency. So Try not to get too, too myself too far ahead of that. I mean, two of the guys that I was like that had circled as the names that I was really excited for this upcoming cycle were Elton Jenkins and Jack Conklin, and they signed deals within like four hours of each other or something, and then they're both off the market. Well, there goes my top two guys, uh, but we'll see how it plays out. I agree with you. I think Scott might disagree with me on one of these takes here, but uh, I would be very happy to pay uh, Cam Fleming swing tackle money, good swing tackle money. I think he can play four spots on the offensive line. He was one of your best run blockers this season, and he's got size, and he's not an amazing pass protector. He got beat up by Max Crosby. Most people got beat up by Max Crosby this season, and I still think a lot of the sacks were as much on the quarterback as the offensive line. So I'd be happy to bring back Cam Fleming in top-level swing money and have him compete, and then if you have an injury, I feel okay with him there. I, I think he got a bad rep this season. The other one here that I'd be interested in bringing back for cheap, super cheap, uh, would be... Graham Glasgow as your swing interior guy. He can play all three interior spots. He's a guy who's very well liked in that locker room as well. And if you can pay him, you know, seventh offensive line money in there, I wouldn't be against it at all, especially because you have so much leverage against him right now with his contract with a very low uh, dead cap for moving on from him. So I wouldn't mind bringing those two back. Quinn Miners obviously penciled in a right guard. Then you have questions at left guard, left tackle, starting center, starting right tackle. Just get the best guys in there after that. You're you're bringing the floor up with those guys first, and then hopefully just bringing the best players possible. Somebody mentioned it earlier, having all the offensive guys compete this year. I think that's obviously a little bit not the total reality here, but I'm not against it. There should be more competition uh, in that room anyway, and um, bringing those guys I think would at least would help that room a bit. And also I thought Quinn Miner, uh, excuse me, Graham Glasgow uh, played much better there than Lloyd Cushenberry did uh, earlier this season. So I wouldn't be totally against that if the contract was cheap okay that was a long one so i'm going to start with the one you said i agree with you with which was cam fleming i think cam fleming much like alex singleton played better than he was being paid he was a 1.2 million dollar guy also is he okay as your third or fourth offensive tackle double his money at two and a half million yes yes he is i would bring him back and and have him on the roster as part of my eight man actives on on game day I'm hoping I don't necessarily need to have him as a starter, but he's a hell of an insurance policy for cheap. So yes, um, Graham Glasgow is going to have a $3 million dead cap hit. So he's going to take $3 million 
if you waive him and then re-sign him. So he would end, let's say we sign him to two. You, you've got a $5 million cap hit on, on him. I just soon eat the three, and I want better. I, I, mm-hmm. I do. I want more than him. Yes, he can play, but was he good enough when he was out there? Not for me. Yeah, I think I can do better with a, a, a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick. I can get some mobility at the position. Um, again, you were talking about scheme this and, and scheme that, and, and I said, well, the scheme for me is I want guys who can hold up at the point of attack who are mobile. I, I know that's, that's, that's the dream, right? Yeah. They're, they're not impossible to find in the, in the, in the draft. And I think I could do better than what I saw from Graham Glasgow this year. Pretty, pretty easily, you know, yes, he can do these things, but was he doing them? Well, he was doing them better, but that's, that's, that's a relative statement. Cushionberry mm-hmm. wasn't playing very well. Glasgow's not going to get better. He's, he's on his way backwards. You know, he's, he's as, he's as good as he's ever gone ever been and he's probably going to get a little bit worse moving forward so i would move on from glasgow and find someone else who would have the versatility to move inside outside uh or center center guard um but i would absolutely bring fleming back on a two and a half million dollar deal yeah and how the money works out you could probably extend him and lower that dead cap it even more and then be easy to sign you probably need a graham glasgow type of player to be your first guy off the bench on the interior or second guy off the bench that can play center and guard. I mean, if you're playing backup and this is the Calvin Anderson uh, story here, much better at left tackle than right tackle, but he's a backup caliber left tackle. Well, there's not much value out there for if you can only play singular position on the offensive line as a backup. Now, if you are a God uh, level prospect and absolutely incredible and a starter, no matter what specifically at the center uh, position where the, the, body type that you can get away with there is different than the other spots, then okay, you can get away with playing one spot. But if you are borderline at all, you better cross train across that line because you are not going to make a career in the NFL playing one single spot. You're going to have to be able to get out there and play multiple spots. I I think the hope would be that you can have Wattenberg take a step up from year one to year two to replace Glasgow. That's the hope. That's that's the hope. We've seen guys take those leaps as professionals. I know he's older, Mm -hmm. but as professionals, can he be better? Um, yeah, he can, can he, can he at least be as good as Glasgow was on a six, whatever round he was fifth, fourth on a cheap contract with less money. Yeah. I think, I think he can, mm-hmm. that's what you're hoping for going into camp. Now, if it doesn't work out that way, I use August to go find me another player. Um, you know, if, if that was my plan going in, uh, Jan Bergman's comes in and says, Hey guys, fan from the Netherlands here. Well, welcome. Broncos country is not a geographic location is the state of being. Do you think the front office would consider using Wilson in a trade scenario for Sean Payton? Uh, might be Jan actually with that coming in from the Netherlands. So um, no, you, you can't um, just because of the, the way the salary cap works in the NFL. Um, you can't trade Russell Wilson this year because it would, the money that you've already paid him would all go into this year's salary cap and you would have about $100 million, and you, you'd have to cut players and play with 30 players on your team. So that's an exaggeration, but because of the way the salary cap is, the, you can't trade him. It just it just couldn't happen. Um, it, it wouldn't happen. Would they? I don't know if you're allowed to use players in this. this is, we've talked about this before. Can you throw in a player in a deal for Sean Payton? Maybe, but it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be Russell Wilson. Yeah. Appreciate the comment. Yeah, 100%. And Lord of Liberty coming in here saying Wattenberg actually a decent run blocker. 
I thought he was okay in preseason and wasn't as impressed in the regular season. The other thing here with Wattenberg is that he was a draft pick under the previous uh, offensive coach and Butch offensive line coach and Butch Berry. And then as soon as Butch Berry was moved on from Wattenberg, didn't see the field again. Instead, the Broncos played uh, Quinn Bailey at left guard in the Broncos best running performance of the season uh, playing there at left guard with uh, Cam Fleming at uh, left tackle and uh, the likes of uh, Billy Turner at right tackle. So I'm not sure if uh, you talk about Wattenberg taking a step up. My understanding is Wattenberg was pretty, uh, not a hand-picked guy, but somebody that Butch Berry really liked. And now it's a new offensive coordinator coming in, or offensive line coach coming in with how poor Wattenberg was, was this season. I think he's going to be 26 years old next year as well. Uh, so I don't have a lot of hope uh, for Wattenberg, but uh, we'll see how it plays out. Um, Colin Wood says the Saints can't afford to pay Russ. Yes, they can because the Broncos already have. Yeah. So his base salary, Russell Wilson's base salary is $8 million next year. Eight, eight million dollars. His cap hit, which people talk all the time about moving on from Russ. His cap hit's only 22 mm-hmm. this, this coming year. He's cheap, relatively speaking. It accelerates moving forward. And because of what it accelerates to, you can't move on from him this early in the contract. But talk about a team-friendly deal, restructure this, restructure that. He he already did. At $22 million, it's low. He's got a low cap hit for this coming season. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. It's the guarantees on the back end of the deal that make it tough for Denver to trade him. Uh, Clyde Behrens coming in here. I- Iowa fans, we always appreciate that. And Quinn Miners has a tendency to whiff on pass protection too. Yes, he does. Um, he's pretty amazing in space and the power and athleticism that you see and especially in pulls and outside zone and whatnot, pretty obvious that he's a plus player uh, has the potential to be a plus player there, but his pass protection still needs work. Um, He has a a tendency to get over his skis a little bit and lunge uh, for guys rather than trusting his technique and playing, um, you know, letting guys come into him. Uh, And once he's leaning forward that he loses his balance and then a guy can get around him. So uh, yeah, he does have a tendency right now to whiff on pass protection Coming from Wisconsin Whitewater, second year in the league, something you hope he improves on, but you, you're you correct. Right now, I'd say he's a average to below average pass protector, but he has good length, good movement skills, good run blocker, and he played through injury this season. So hopefully uh, another season working on that, he'll be trending in the right direction. But uh, if we had a much better offensive line and uh, he was getting beat sometimes, we'd be talking more about this, but he's probably your best player on the line uh, going forward next season with how it's set up. So it's a... Something to watch, but not something to harp on. We're talking about age. Quinn just turned 24. Yeah. Second year in the league. He'll play in his third year of the league at 24 years old. So there's there's plenty of development still left to be there. I think you like what you've seen so far. Yeah. 100%. Well, uh, we started a little bit late, but it's already 830 here. So I think we're going to start to wrap it up uh, for you guys out here, obviously. And not too much news on the Broncos side of things. Um the other big one, I don't think we had a chance to talk about it too much, but the Broncos getting some more all pros. Um, I'm going to add this one because it's technically true. It's definitely deceitful, but it's true. Uh, Patrick Sertan, the second, the first time ever, uh, first team all pro uh, for both the NFL PA and the all pro list. No cornerbacks ever had that honor before. So congrats to him. Now this is the first year ever we've had the NFL PA uh, first or all pro <laughs> list. Um, so, uh, <laughs> it's never had a chance to happen before, but, um, he makes it on first team all pro for both of them. Um, sauce Gardner and him first team AP all pro Darius Slay and him uh, first team NFL PA all pro. So congrats to Patrick Sertan 
first team all pro first one ever to be both teams. <laughs> you also had Justin Simmons making second team all pro. So congrats to him missing five games. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty darn incredible leading the NFL in takeaways. Uh, I've, I did the math here. I think he had, what was it? Five or six interceptions and mm-hmm. then three forced fumbles. Nobody else had that accumulation of forced fumbles and interceptions. So congrats to him on that. I don't consider a fumble recovery a take uh, a, a forced uh, turnover. That's just, you know, somebody else making the play and then you getting it there. So congrats to Justin Simmons on that. And then we talked about earlier, Alex Singleton getting some first team all pro vert or getting some uh, all pro vert votes as well. So uh, congrats to him. Six interceptions. Thank you, Michael. Nine total uh, forced takeaways. So pretty incredible um, for Justin Simmons. He didn't, I didn't think he also played his best year uh, to start the season. Obviously he had the knee injury, which slowed him down, but I thought his run defense and tackling was not great um, early on and it improved as the season went on. So hopefully that'll be a little bit better next year, but shout out to Patrick Sertan, the second Justin Simmons and Alex Singleton Broncos getting their first, first team all pro vote since 2016 uh, when they had three make it on the defensive side. Michael coming in with the stars saying great show today. Nick and Scott on Broncos for breakfast. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it. Lawrence coming in with one of these questions that always make me think that you're just a huge soccer fan. So why are the Broncos taking so long to put a team together again? Lawrence, what are you talking about, man? There's team still playing. All these guys are still under contract. There's no available free agents and there hasn't been a draft. What are you talking about? <laughs> they can't they can't bring anybody in. So they haven't cut anybody yet. It's uh the, the, the 2022 season is still going. So that's uh you know the transfer window in soccer is wide open right now. It's uh you know, and Todd Bowley, Dod- Dodgers owner, Chelsea owner, spending money like a crazy man. But uh, you know, the, you you can't you can't do anything yet. Yep, Season's still yet. going. Hundred uh, percent. Zach Powers coming in saying Cody Mock from North Dakota State would be a good left guard prospect to look out for. He was doing gymnastics on the field this year. Scott, you're gonna love Cody Mock. Um, he <laughs> is uh, North Dakota State. Did played hockey and football up there, and uh, I don't think he's got the length that's gonna keep him at left tackle. His run blocking is good. His pass protection needs a lot of work, but he looks like a North Dakota State uh, hockey player more than a football player. He's got really long red hair, and he's missing his two front teeth. I mean, he's a, uh, he's an interesting dude. A lot of personality would be a lot of fun for that Broncos team. I think he's probably going to go somewhere from pick 40 to 60. Uh, so I don't think the Broncos are going to take, uh, be in the market for him with where they currently pick, uh, but really fun player, no doubt. And, uh, one that uh, deserves a shout out. Just, I wouldn't take him in the first round. And I think he's gone before the Broncos pick in the third. Who else came out of there? Um, recently, Billy I mean, Turner. It was, it was, who was it? Billy Turner's from North Dakota State. Yeah, but it was it was more recent than that. I thought it was Matt Woletsko, but he was North Dakota. So there was another, it wasn't Miners. Was it Raidens? Was Dylan Raidens from there? Yes. Okay. Yep. There was I was I remember them being another senior bowl guy um that was there. So has has done okay. Dylan Raidens was a pretty good player. So uh very interested to to see him. I'm looking forward to the senior bowl. I'll be going down there next week. No, no, two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks from today, I'll be on my way down there. Yep. And Colin saying, are gymnastics an important part for offensive linemen? I'm here for all the cross-trained offensive line as possible. The defensive linemen who are doing, you know, UFC stuff with working their hand and balance. And especially if you're coming for Iowa offensive linemen, almost all of them have a cross-training in wrestling as well. There's an absolutely incredible uh, video of, I've probably referenced it here multiple times, but Tristan Wirfs wrestling Tyler Linderbaum in the Iowa heavyweight championship 
and Tyler Linderbaum flipping Tristan Wirfs and uh, pinning him and winning that matchup and Linderbaum just going absolutely insane. Uh, so I, I think you'd be pretty impressed. Who was the center process center center from uh, the uh, from Alabama that was doing back handsprings or something? Remember. But I think if I saw a 6'4", 300-pound guy that could drop down into a split and do a back handspring, I'd be really interested mm-hmm. in watching him play football. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. And Darius Lovin, uh, he's missing his two front teeth. Yeah, go look up Cody Mock. Uh, he's a, a fun-looking dude. Um, came and in Lawrence as a tight end. To clarify on coaching-wise. Why is it, again, and I say, why is it taking so long? Who who's, Are you getting left behind? You know, there's in-person interviews are allowed to start tomorrow. So you haven't been allowed to bring anybody other than Sean Payton at this point. All of the coaching jobs might not be open yet. So all of the, you know, the coaches could be waiting a little bit as well, but this season hasn't ended, you know, as far as some of the, your, your targets, you wouldn't allow be allowed to hire them anyway with some of these guys that are, are still, still have jobs. So, you know, again, are you falling behind somebody? What's your reference point? You, you, you mentioned, why is it taking so long compared to what? Nobody's hired yet. It's 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 it just we just started this process. Ethan coming in, always coming in for us. It says great show, gents in Broncos country. Great double win for Chelsea yesterday. Mikhail Modric. Um, yeah, they speaking of my, I mentioned Chelsea spending a lot of money. They just bought out the contract of a guy for about a hundred million dollars. That's how it works. When we talk about Sean Payton, that's how soccer works. You gotta come up with a deal with the 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 person and the team. Um, and then and, and do it. So it actually becomes a lot of fun. So yeah. So the, the blues had a, had a decent day yesterday. Yeah, they definitely did. And uh, we're having a decent Thanks, day. We're going to get on out of here. Always. Um, appreciate everyone coming in. Thank you, Ethan, for the 50 pounds. Uh, appreciate you so much. Sorry to get the uh, Chad Muma dig in there. I just saw him getting beaten. I was like, ah, somewhere. I know that uh, definitely bummed about that. It's Scott as well, but appreciate you guys coming in. We're going to get on out. Happy, hope everyone has a great uh, Martin Luther King day. Uh, make sure you're following Scott on Twitter. Scott is at Scout Kennedy. I'm at Nick Kendall MHH. Also follow us at BFB underscore pod and at Mile High Huddle. If you haven't done so yet, join us at Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle pod and Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle. And as the ticker says underneath there, subscribe, like, and share. Thanks for everybody uh, for joining us today for the contributions that everybody came in. Again, if you're not in a position to do that, uh, click the thumbs up on the way out. Any sort of reaction, we got a care react coming in from uh, Michael Ronquillo. We got a wow react coming in from Tim Durr, all the hearts and the likes as well. We appreciate everyone. Uh, if you have any questions or whatnot, like I said, hit us up on Twitter. And then Michael's saying big tomorrow's a big day for the interview with Sean Payton for the Broncos. Very big day indeed. We'll see what happens. In LA. That makes me a little nervous. In in LA. They're already showing that they'll do what they need to do to help him out. He probably has to do some stuff on Fox. Also, did you see Tygate yesterday? You know what I'm talking about. I did. He wore an orange and blue tie on there. I'm telling you, I when I did TV stuff, I used to absolutely think about what I was wearing. That, Freud says there are no, you know, there are no accidents or coincidence or whatever Freud says. That was uh, that was interesting for sure. I absolutely paid attention to the colors I wore when I was doing TV spots. Yeah, Michael, thank yeah. you very much. Ethan, thank you. All of you coming in with the support. Happy Monday to everybody, and again, enjoy the the day of a, a true American hero and, and Martin Luther King Jr. Hundred uh, percent. You guys have a great one. Continue to choose kindness and compassion. Have a good one. Go Broncos. Head on over to MileHighHuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country.
Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.